Hello and welcome to this second episode of the Ampton Army podcast with me, Tyler Freeman. Today, we have Ampton manager, Lee Hawks, on the podcast. Lee, how are you? You right, buddy? Yeah, I'm all good. Uh, all good, surviving and trying to do as much as I can in, these, in, this, lo- in this lockdown. I hope you're well, mate, and I hope you're staying safe. Yeah, I'm all right. Keeping myself busy, obviously, with the podcast and trying my best to try and get this going. But the first thing I'd like to ask you, obviously... I've been thinking about it all day, and for, we've heard the news about the Chelsea manager Frank Lampard getting the sack. What are your thoughts on it as a manager? Uh, it's a tough one. Um, personally, I think he should have been given a bit more time. Um, I think he had no budget last year, and you know he done really well. But when you spend big, you have to you have to have those performances. And I think, you know, obviously the, the board and the chairman's, you know, had had enough of the had enough of the of the inconsistency in the game and has decided to go with someone that they think is gonna be better. Unfortunately, when you manage a big club like Chelsea, you're always gonna be in a firing line no, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I think it like it's been like building up for the last few weeks, the results just haven't been going that way, and all that. But you've got to credit him in some way for bringing in like young talent and different players. It just hasn't really taken off for him, has it? Really? No, definitely not. You know, it's 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 unlucky. You like you said, you got to credit him because what he's done in such a short space of time, he done well at Derby, and you know people are going to have their opinion, and. He done well at Derby, and maybe people are going to say maybe he was a bit too, too quick to go to Chelsea. But if the opportunity come, you got sometimes you got to take it, and you know, all he can do is learn from it. And hopefully he'll be back in the Prem, you know, in no time and proving everyone wrong. All those people that you know were against him, but time yeah, will tell. Oh. Yeah, I'd love to see him at another club in the Premier League at some time but it's just where he's there to go in now like he's, he's put himself in the shop window but it's just a bit different see where he fit in yeah it's tough when you go through middle of the season not many opportunities come come around and it depends what he wants to do he might he might want to have a break from it he might have had enough and you know he might want to rest for a couple of months and get back on it or he might want to go straight into it it all depends on, on the person and what, what they want to achieve, I think. Yeah, it's to be, expect, like, to be expected. But we'd, we'd all love to see him in the Premier League again. But might as well, obviously, Ansel podcast, so we might as well get straight into it. But before we do, can you tell us a little bit about like your career, like what you've done, where you've played and stuff like that, just to get into it? Yeah, uh, so I was playing for Luton as a, as a youngster. Um, I was a scholar until I was 18. Got released while I was 18. Um, had a few knee injuries while playing semi-professional football. Further played for Bedford Town, Kempston Rovers, um, and a few others. Um, and yeah, I've done all right in the semi-professional game, playing step four. You know, maybe could have gone higher. Unfortunately, I, I was playing for Crawley Green at, at the time, and I done my knee third time, and decided to uh, pack it in and decided to do my coaching badges. Um, so. Um, been coaching now for six years. Obviously, with Amtil my first uh, first team uh, management role. Um, 
been doing all the youth setups. So from under sixes all the way up into pretty much under 18s, I've been I've been experiencing that. And then obviously last year and this year has kind of progressed. And now obviously first team manager at Amtil. Um Yeah. Yeah, you've done you're doing an amazing job so far, I've got to say. Like me and all the boys, like we can't create you enough. You you're doing amazing from like last season to this season. Obviously through pre season as well with Rob Russell, the ex manager. I've there's just been a massive change from pre season to the start of the season. So I can only congratulate congratulate you on that already. Yeah, I appreciate that, mate. To be uh, to be honest with you, it's it's come as a, as a surprise with how well we've done. If I, if I'm completely honest, in in a good way. Um, from where we were last year, we knew we needed to strengthen, and then pre-season come along, and things just clearly didn't work out. The vision wasn't being met, um, so things changed. And being in charge, I was able to put my own stamp on it, uh, play I, I guess the way I wanted to play, and formation wise. And I was lucky enough, you know, speaking to the players and we got a few boys in to strengthen that side. And to be honest with you, we got a really good side now. Um, competing with step five clubs, you know, is, is, a, is, a big, is a big achievement for the lads. You know, we've got some, a lot of experienced lads now working with the youngsters. For me, that is, that's an ideal scenario because we, last year we had a lot of youth with no experience. Whereas this year we've got experience to help it. Unfortunately, obviously the seasons come out whole at the moment, and we're not too sure what's going to happen. But hopefully we can get back on it, and hopefully the you know the boys' hard work at the start of the season can continue. Yeah, like you mentioned, going from strength to strength, like we certainly did. We started that game against Dunstable. Like we've had an incredible FA Vars run. Started with Dunstable, and then went to Long Buckley, who were top of the league at the time, and then Walthamstow. Like, did you ever expect us to go that far in the FA Vars? Uh, no. You know, you know we, we when we saw we got Dunstable Town, we in the first round we were we were a bit worried, or the first prim round, and we got a bit worried. We went to watch them, and to be honest with you, we we realised what what kind of side we had. Even at the start of the season, we had a decent side, and beating Dunstable four one, first game of the season. With a, with a decent crowd, you know, it, it was one where last year we, we weren't really hitting those numbers. It'd be now and again when we were hitting that number. Um, and I think the boys just played to the occasion and they just suited us. And I think that just put us in a good stead for the season, to be honest with you. I think we just thrived off it. We we got the belief straight away. All of pre-season was forgotten about and the boys were just playing. They were enjoying it and they were working for one another. And that, that, that sometimes goes over talent is when, when the boys have that mentality of working for each other and respecting what's needed to win the game of football, to be honest with you, mate. Yeah, there's definitely like much more togetherness this year than there was last year. But is it the same off the pitch as well? Is there always like a bit of chat in the WhatsApp group and stuff? Is there is there a re- relationship off the pitch as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely with the boys uh, this year. I'd say there's probably a little bit more. Uh, they've got their own chats, obviously, about the management team and that, and I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's probably a bit more lively than the one that with with the managers. But still, with the managers group as well, it, we're always in constant contact. We're always trying to make sure everyone's okay. 
and keep that door open, especially through these tough times at the moment, because you don't know what people are going through. Some people might, you know, be losing hours. Some people might be working double, triple the time just because of what they have to do. Um, so we're trying to make sure that everyone's okay, everyone's staying fit, healthy, you know, and everyone's in a good good place mentally because that's that's what it comes down to. Because we're not just a football club, just worried about football. You know, it's it's much bigger than that. And to have a club where everyone cares for one another, everyone's checking in. That's just the team ethic that you need, and that's what that's what makes teams progress, in my opinion. Yeah, like I've seen that as well. Like after like after the game, there's all everyone's like buzzing if we win, shaking hands, hugs, and all that. Like you really see it coming together this season. It's like it's shown with the success. But at training, would you say you're? Look, do you ever get involved? What in what in the actual sessions? Yeah, like, are you ever spraying the balls out wide or anything like that? Well, well I'd, I, I give them a lesson now and again if, if they need it, but I'm more just on the side. Uh, Nath, assistant manager, he, he likes to get in the old keyboard at the start and that and get that going. And Martin, is, you know, me and Martin tend to stand on the side and just try and do the, you know, get the session sorted and uh, then if Nate's doing a session and one of us will we'll always be there we'll always always try and have a laugh with the lads before training then when training starts it's, you know it, it comes down to how we want to learn and how we want to progress as a side and thankfully the boys have taken that on board and you know we've been able to really progress this year Yeah you also mentioned uh, the like coaches group on WhatsApp and the players group. What's what's your Friday night night? Uh, what's your Friday night like before a game on Saturday? Um, it's quite relaxed if I'm honest. Um, normally I'll be working obviously full time, and normally I just kind of get my thoughts in my head of certain certain bits. If we're playing in certain teams, just going through things that you know might be needed to be spoken about. Maybe last last minute uh, messages to some of the lads uh, like the skipper Ross maybe just a chat with a with a manager um, assistant manager and the, and the coach um, but it's fairly relaxed if I'm honest I, I don't try and work too much out of it but if I'm honest when when the season's flowing and when we where we were at my phone was going off 24/7. And now it's you know it's very quiet, so the contrast is is, is a big difference. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's quite relaxed if I'm honest, mate. And it's it's you know not stressing too much and just believing that you know the boys will turn up on the day. Yeah, it's, very, it's definitely very chilled out. And like we, me and the boys have seen it being on the coach for like an away trip. Do you enjoy an away trip more than the home trip? Uh, it depends. I think <laughs> um, I enjoyed the the away wins that we had on on the road in the Vars, but coming back from Moorbarton, it was a kind of bit of sweet moment. Unfortunately, you know, being chuffed for the lads, you know, getting that far, but kind of sad that we weren't able to get any 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 further, especially with the game that we thought, you know, we had the potential to win. Um, but yeah, I mean. I like I like a home game now a lot just because we seem to be getting the fans in this season. I mean, against Wolfhamstow, you're pushing that 300 mark that we're allowed. 
due to obviously the restrictions and yeah. that to me that that'll always be in my memory as long as I'm with Amptil. You know that 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 was one real big highlight for me, and I'm sure it's a big highlight for a lot of the players and a lot of the coaching staff and even the chairman because that that's non-league. That that to me describes non-league with all the fans together. Now penalty shootout, yeah, your nerves are going, but what a way to win it and what a way to celebrate like with everyone else. Yeah, it was that game was true. Like it was unreal for for everyone. Like us behind the goal, like the nerves last twenty minutes when we were kind of holding on, but then going into that penalty shootout and Ross saving too. It was, it, it was definitely like some day when it. But would you say that's like the hot one of the like one of the best games you've been involved, like coaching. Um, yeah, if I if I'm honest, that's probably one of the one of the better games I've played in as well. Um, throughout my career, if I'm honest, um, it was just it was just a whole experience. You had everything. Uh, you know, you had the ups, you had the downs, and you had the fans there all cheering you, and obviously fans against us. You know, Wolfenstow brought a decent crowd with them. And, you know, in my opinion, there was a few chances that they had that they should have scored. But then on overall play, I thought we, we were the better side. And I think that showed we deserved it in the penalty shootout. And it was, you know, great saves from Ross and credit to the lads that took the penalties because you got to have some nerve to take a penalty. And when you do and you score, it's great. When you miss, unfortunately, it's, you know, it's heartbreaking. But we came out on top and... You know, you saw the celebrations yourself. Everyone was buzzing around, around the, you know, around the ground, and you know that 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 will definitely stay in my memory for a long, long time. Yeah, following that game, we made the trip to Stanway. Were you expecting to go? We were obviously going there as maybe underdogs, but did you still have all the faith that we could definitely win that, like we did? Yeah, I mean. To be honest with you, I go in with every game that we've got the chance to win. Um, even against the teams like New Salamis, you know, who are paying a lot of money to their players. You know, and we you know, obviously we're we're not that type of club where we're paying players. That to me shows that the type of team ethic and the type the type of teamwork that we've got this season that we can beat anyone. And I think with Stanway it was a it was a nitty gritty battle. Um, unfortunately, we, in my opinion, we didn't play our best game, but that to me shows that you know that's the champion kind of style. Even when you're not at your best, you you look like you can win the game. And look, all credit to the boys, we picked we picked up in the second half of that game, and we had, we had the better chances at times. And sometimes you just got to stay switched on. You got to survive the waves that are coming at you, and you just got to be clinical. And then it obviously come down to another penalty shootout and, you know, we won again. And I, it was one of those. I thought we could have been going in penalties again against Mulbarton, but unfortunately we were just pipped at that at that stage. Yeah, obviously getting knocked out by Mulbarton is it's not what you want really. But coming back, for me, I still knew that we've got a massive chance in the league. Do you see, if the league continues, do you see us pushing for promotion? Without doubt, mate. If I'm honest, um, I have no question in the lads. The, when we finished Mulbarton, we got in a huddle together. Every every one of us, 
you know, we, we're not going to let that loss determine the season for us because we've done so well in the league. You know, we've only had two losses and we played pretty much everyone in the top, I think, top eight. And, yeah. you know, we've, we've only had two losses in those top eights. We've got, obviously, Pantilamon we still haven't played yet. But we, we've got a strong side this year. And, obviously, you've got four places to play for. There's no reason why we can't do it. And I think if we can, if we're if we're allowed back and we we can hit the ground running, I I honestly see it. I'll be it'll be a massive achievement for us, especially where we were in preseason. But I definitely see us getting promoted this year if we can maintain the standards that we had when we started. Yeah, it's always good to aim high, though, isn't it? Really, so we'd all love to see it happen. And you did mention playing like the top eight teams. And we really did like put in a good account of ourselves, especially like I think where where we played. I think it was New Salamis. We played really well against them, and the two losses they weren't. It's not like we really like it was an embarrassing embarrassing losses either, was it? We still played well. It shows that we've got quality. Yeah, I think uh, I think Buckingham. We score early on. The game changes. We weren't clinical in the first twenty minutes. They gone and scored two, and it was an uphill battle. With Shefford again, I don't think we really got running, if I'm honest. I think Shefford's probably our worst game this season. Um, and we couldn't deal with their threat. And, you know, in the sometimes they're just a bit better than you when you can't get going. And that's those are the two games that we look back and we think, right, that's the standard we don't, we don't accept. And it was a learning curve for the boys. And then, you know, after those two losses, we went on a, a, a string of games. I think it was... From the top of my head, I think nine games unbeaten, and you know you 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 can't not you know be proud of that, and that's and that was two games with New Salamis, I think in that, and we drew with those two, and then the rest of wins, you know, you, you're buzzing with that, and you, you can't complain. Yeah, like we really are pushing, we're pushing like the top spots with teams like Shefford who have that really good attacking threat. But obviously, we've seen as well this year, Jamie Seminara, he's really not pushed on with 16 goals this year. Do you think if we lost him, it'd be a different story? Um, potentially. Um, you know, we've been hit with injuries this year that have halted us a little bit, and we've had to recruit with those injuries as well, which we've recruited well, in my opinion. Obviously, Jamie's a good, you know, he's a quality striker. He could easily be playing higher. And I said, you know, he doesn't like the number, but it's the lucky number 10 that I've given him from the start of the season and he, he hasn't stopped scoring. Now, he likes to be a number nine, but with that with that number 10, he ain't stopped scoring this season. So maybe it's my superstition, but I think, yeah, he's, he's a quality lad and he's one that we want to keep. He's one that we, ideally, we need to keep to keep us progressing and hopefully we can keep him. Um. You know, he's had many, many chances to go off higher, go off to other teams. And thankfully, he's stayed. And hopefully, with the, with the way we've been this season, he doesn't want to leave again. And we, you know, we push on and we keep pushing. Yeah. Uh, amongst all that, you mentioned injuries this year as well. Uh, what, what, would you, that's a massive part of obviously non league, not getting the same like treatment you'd get in the Premier League, like straight away. Would you say? There's like many. Um, 
It's hard because a lot of the players, they play, you know, they train once a week and often at the start of the season, you're playing twice a week. You're not, you don't, you know, have recovery sessions as such like they will in, you know, in higher leagues. And it's a constant battle, you know, as, as players get older, the less agile they come, the less flexible they come and they've got to stay on top of it. And as you go down lower in the leagues, that, that becomes less and less. And unfortunately, we've been hit with injuries that really we couldn't escape from. You know, with Skinner, with his back, getting hit in his back, it's just obviously caused a massive issue for him. With Andy, um, centre-half Andy, you know, he's put his foot in the ground, his knee's twisted and he's done his ACL. It's, it's one of those, it's a real struggle again. Um and Randall with his hamstring, sometimes things like that you you just can't escape from, no matter how much how much you do. And what we just have to do is we just have to deal with it as it comes, and we've got to, we've got to be ready for it. And I think this year we were ready for it, even when Danny was out. We had the players in that we we believed, and then they kept their position. And that's what it comes down to in non-league. You get your opportunity, you have to take it. And if you take it, you keep that shirt for the next week. And it's down to you then to fight for your place. And that's what we have this year. We have players fighting for their place. Because last year, we didn't have that. Last year, we had players that knew they were going to play in week in, week out. And there was no competition. Whereas this year, there's a big competition for places. We've got a big squad, which I think if we get back to playing this season, that's going to be massive for us compared to other sides who have only got the bare minimum. We've got, you know, 20, 22 players that all are going to be hopefully fit and ready. And, you know, we're going to be on top of our game, but we've got to maintain it and we've got to keep the standard. Otherwise, all that hard work that we've done in the first part of the season, that gets diminished. Yeah, it's, always, it's good to have squad depth and it's shown when we can sub players up and then bring someone equally as good onto the pitch as well. There's another question I'd like to ask you, which is where do you see Anson as a club in, say, five years or so? Um, it's a tough one if I'm honest um, going from where we were last year to where we were this year and hearing back and forth of the history if I'm realistic in the next five years we should we should be a comfortable step five side minimum um, if I'm honest I think if if we really want to push and we want to go to step four that's going to be, you know, in a, in a fair few seasons, that's not going to be right away. And I think we've got we've got the squad capable enough, to, in my opinion, to ch- to challenge and to compete in step five. But to get out of step five, you've you've got to get a few seasons under your belt in step five leagues, and then you progress and you just take your time with it. I think, you know, when you go to step four, you've got a lot of players there that are going to be on a decent wage packet, you know, training twice a week on decent facilities, you know, and until we've got decent facilities, we've got, we, we're capable of easily doing it in step five, but that step four jump from step five is massive in my opinion, and you have to be ready. And I think if I was to say to you, we're going to get five, five promotions or f- four promotions in the next five years, I think that's me being unrealistic. I think you have to, you, don't get me wrong, it'd be fantastic if we could. But I think if we're a comfortable step five side, 
push him for that promotion in the next five years, within those next five years, and then looking on that step four. I think, you know, chairman would be happy, I'd be happy, and I think the players would be happy. Yeah, it'd be a massive achievement for everyone, and like it'd be taking the club in a massive, big direction forward. But what would you say that would you say what would you say is the difference between where we are now and like a few leagues above us? Would you say the levels like drastically different, or would you say we'd be definitely able to compete? Um, I'd say we'd probably be able to compete. Definitely step five. You know, without without shadow of a doubt, we've shown it this year. We can compete easily, and we could be up there. I think you look at when you look, go towards the step four. It, it's really you know the dedication has to start kicking in a, a lot more with players. I think you've got to be fitter, you've got to be stronger, you've got to be mentally strong. You've got a you've got to play under crowds because you've got teams up there that play. You know they get a decent crowd up there. You know more than what we get. And that's going to be week in, week out, and players got to relish that. It's all about everything clicking together, and I think for me, a lot, a lot of it will be physicality. Fitness is a massive one. That's step four. You know, players are going to be fitter, without a shadow of a doubt, and that's what gets you through games. Those last 30, 20, 30 minutes, those are those are where in step four those games can be won, and if you you start slow. You might be too far. You might be too far behind. But then, if you you know, if you take your foot off the gas in those last in that last half an hour, that's where you can get sucker punched. Yeah, it, it's, it'd be hard, but I'm sure we'd be able to make that step up. But we, obviously, you being a young manager and play, not like you've had years, still years of experience playing football. Would you say all your years of experience, you kind of? Like the formations managers have wanted you to play. Would you say you've taken that on board into your management and tried to play kind of the same formations and stuff like that? Um, I'd say uh, I've learned little bits from different people. Um, not so much playing, but through being on courses and things like that. Um, I think last year we tried a bit too many formations. Um, if I'm honest, and we we tried to we we tried a lot a lot of formations in such a short space of time. Whereas this year we went back to basics that I felt is what we needed to get us going and to get the boys understanding and what what I felt was going to suit the players' needs, and it has done. Um, I'd say my experience, yes, I'd say for especially for the younger boys. The ones that you know are 19, 18, 19, and twenty, I can definitely relate to them and where they want to be. And if they've got the same mentality as me, they want to be playing as high as they possibly can. And to and you know, with with a club like Amtu, you've got the potential like that. You've definitely got the potential there. It's about believing in the process, believing in the ideas, and you know, and hopefully we can get there. Yeah, there's. Uh, we've also seen at half time, me and the boys a few times, like you've got very powerful team talks. Like, would you say that's something you've learned from past managers as well? Or is that like one of your own things? You've just always been a good speaker. <laughs> um, I guess it's just my knowledge of the game, if, if I'm going to be honest. Um, 
I don't, I'm not, I'm not being big headed or anything, but I just think my experience and my understanding of the game of where I've played and who I've played with. And I think that's helped me through to become what I am today as a manager. And I've always been into coaching and little things like that ever since I was, you know, I was in high school. And when I went to uni, I always knew I wanted to go into coaching and then it just progressed. And I think just the way I've learned and my desire, my hunger of how in, how in, uh, knowing how I want to play, I need to get that across to the boys because that's my image, but they need to see it as well. Um, I just think a big thing is all about respect. If you have the respect to the players, then they, they understand you. So you've got to be truthful. You've got to be honest. As much as they might not like the the opinion, but they'll respect it. And if you have the respect, you have the team, and then that's where you get your results. You know, there's times where we've been behind and we've got that fight back this year. Because last year, if we go behind, you know, we look like we could lose this game two or three nil. Whereas this year, we go behind, all of a sudden, we we've woken up and we're about to, you know, hit five past another team. And that's what we've got this year is the, just the respect of one another, understanding each and every one person that's talking and just putting up, putting, you know, what we practice into the game. Yeah. On the topic of coaching, am I right in saying you're UA for B at the moment? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got my UA for B while I was at Antil last year. So in January, 2020, I got my B. I got my B license. Um, I've just applied for my A. Hopefully, find out within the next month or two if I'm successful in being able to get on that course. Martin as well has applied. Nath is um, doing his UA for B as well. Um, so you know we got we got a good experience. We got good experience and good. You know sometimes you can say oh you got all these qualifications but no idea but. You know, we've got the knowledge to back it up. We've got the understanding of the players to, you know, to use that and use it effectively for those to them to progress. And that's the big thing because you'll have a lot of you'll have a lot of coaches, you know, have their level twos, the UFBs, and they think you know they're they're top dogs and they think they're going to be. But it's all about progressing. It's not standing still. And for me, I'm always trying to learn, even little bits. Even if it's just the way I am, this year I've started off being quite uh, loud, and that's to the officials. Where really and truthfully, I need to, I, I had to look at myself and take a step back from that, and you know, just be smarter and be more effective to my players rather than worrying about the ref because you're going to get decisions against you, you're going to get decisions for you. You just have to deal with them as they come and just hope that we get the control of the game and we win the game. Yeah, last season you went from uh, head coach to then assistant manager. Would you say you learned things from Paul Blackman? And yeah, they gave me they gave me the self-confidence, if I'm honest, just to, you know, they I took a lot of the training sessions as I do this year still, even as manager. Um, but yeah, they gave me the confidence that, you know, and the belief that what I was going to be doing is right. It gave me the belief that I'm doing I'm doing the right thing in the training, and a lot of you know a lot of it's just getting the confidence and being assertive um, from from the get go. Then you get the respect, and then once I had the respect of Ant, once I had the respect of Paul, 
and then add the respect of the players and then it, you know it's gone up and up and up since then yeah i mean we're almost hitting a 30 minute mark so before we really end this off I'd, uh, would you be able to describe Ansel Tanner seeing three words <laughs> Well, this is a tough one. I, I remember you doing this last week. Um, in three words. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if I'd be able to do it in three words. Um, Go on, I'll give you five. You give me five. <laughs> Oof, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I'd say... I'd say they're a family, hard-working club, uh, you know... It's a tough one. They're just uh, for me. It's just all about having the family and the belief there. Um, and the chairman, you know, Gaz is, you know, he's the heart and soul of Amtil. Yeah. You know, and he's he'd be able to give you, I think, a thousand words why he loves why he loves the club, and he'd still be able to go on. Um, I just think he's he's started that club and he loves that club, and you know he's. He's amped till till he dies, I think, and that's that's what you need in football. Someone like that that just doesn't give up. Yeah, Lee, it's been great to have you on, mate. Thanks for coming. No worries. Thank you for having me on, and uh, you know, I hope it. Hope you all go well. I hope you keep it up, mate, and um, hopefully you just keep getting the the listeners and the follows and everything like that because you're doing a, you're doing a fantastic job, you and the lads. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see everyone next week where we have the Canary Club and Hitchin commentator Freddie Cardion. Thank you for listening.